Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You've tuned in to the 49ers Rush Podcast, and here is your host, John Chapman. All right, thanks for listening to another episode of the 49ers Rush Podcast, and I am excited. It is that time we are getting closer and closer to camp. It is only about a little less than three weeks away, and we are going to start diving into all of the separate position groups, and why not start off with the most important one in the NFL, and that's the quarterback group breakdown, who's going to make the roster cut, who's a practice squad candidate, breakdown contracts, who's in, who's out. All kinds of stuff, and if you think that you love Jimmy G, oh, just wait. We're going to make you like him even more after today's episode. So that's what we're, is in store for today, but real quick, before we get to that, I just want to say thank you. We are stepping up our game here at the 49ers Rush Podcast, and we are going to start doing two episodes a week now instead of waiting for the preseason because there's just too much material to talk about, and why not? The more 49ers talk, the better, I always say, and I do want to say a huge thank you. If you look up 49ers on iTunes, the 49ers Rush podcast has moved up to number one podcast under 49ers, which is just insane, thinking it's only been a little over a year since we got this thing started, and just want to say thanks to all the support. Been absolutely awesome. Appreciate the people that have hit subscribe. If you haven't, go ahead and do that now, and if you want to leave us a review, that helps us out a lot, but again, just thank you guys so much for the overwhelming support. Now, let's jump right into it. Last year, in Kyle Shanahan's first year, we kept two quarterbacks. It was Brian Hoyer and C.J. Beathard, and we are probably going to do that again this year. And there's not much surprise with this position who it's going to be. It's not close. They didn't bring in really any competition to compete for the backup backup quarterback. So Jimmy Garoppolo, obviously the highest-paid man as far as this year and salary cap, which we're going to break down his contract in a second. But what I want to do is I want to start with kind of the back-end guys. So Jimmy G is in, C.J. Beathard's in. Those are the two guys that are going to make the roster. But we have two other camp arms right now that are fighting for kind of that practice squad position. And that is Jack Hennigan and Nick Mullins. Nick Mullins is definitely the favorite to win that job, but Jack has a chance. He's an undrafted free agent, rookie quarterback out of Dartmouth, so pretty smart guy, which is very, very common with everything what the 49ers are doing. Intelligence seems to be the thing. Football IQ seems to be a lot. Going to Dartmouth, that's going to help a lot. And then there's Nick Mullins, who... We had him last year. We brought him in last year. He was an undrafted free agent out of Southern Miss last year. We brought him in as a camp arm. He was cut, but he seems to like – Kyle Shanahan seems to like this guy a lot. He signed uh, Mullins to a future deal back in January, and so he jumped on him early, and I would say definitely the favorite to win a practice squad spot as far as basically just you know your scout team quarterback. He's the one that gives you a look 
at what else is out there and your preparation for your defense and whatnot. So those are the two guys to kind of keep an eye out for. I I don't think that there is any realistic chance that either one of them could pass uh, CJ. So Jimmy G and CJ are kind of going to be our guys. So let's talk about CJ a little bit. Now, (laughs) the crazy thing is he has started more games at quarterback (laughs) <laughs> he's played more games at quarterback than Jimmy G has, which is hilarious whenever you think about it. he was just a rookie last year. But we are going to keep him around for a while, and for several reasons. One, he's already shown that he understands the offense and can run with it, and that he's tough as hell. He took an absolute beating, which was very unfortunate, and he had no problems jumping up and just staying with the team. He, he is an absolute fighter and a great teammate. But on top of that, his contract, he's still on his rookie quarterback contract, and being a third-round pick, he's super, super cheap. So against the cap this year, he only cost 801000 Now, we're nowhere near any type of cap issues whatsoever now, but this allowed us, having a quarterback like this as a backup, as opposed to a Nick Foles, you know, who's making $17 plus million, uh, this allows us to be able to pay Jimmy G what we're paying him. And it's going to stay that way. Next year in 2019, it will be 962000 against the cap, and then $1.1 in 2020, which will be the final deal of his rookie year. And so it's an insanely cheap backup. Definitely ranks, he is the 10th cheapest as far as my count. I went through and looked at all the backup quarterbacks, and he came out to be about the 10th cheapest now there's some teams that don't know who their backup quarterback is so on so forth but he is very 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 cheap all right let's talk a little bit about cj's play um he didn't have a great 2017 54.9 completion percentage which is not good you never want it to be below 60 and i guess kind of the hard part about that is is whenever Jimmy Garoppolo comes in and basically sets a record for 67.2%, some of the highest career, even though he's only played eight starts. But that's the idea. The same supporting cast, he was able to better that by about 13%, which is a huge increase. He uh, had 224 pass attempts and completed 123 of those for 1,430 yards, four touchdowns, six interceptions. So you don't like to see that. But the kid is just tough as hell and is a solid backup option. You have to believe in this front office and how they didn't bring anybody in. They were 100% sold on keeping CJ as their backup option and kind of mentoring him and allowing him to grow into this system. So you got to just believe in the front office, and this is their guy. There's still lots of cheap quarterbacks out there that they could have brought in. They could have drafted somebody. This is a very deep quarterback class, but they liked what they saw in CJ. So he is going to be around for a while, and I'm very, very excited about it. And I think the more time under this Kyle Shanahan system, the absolute better he will be. But if all things work out well, we won't see CJ on the field outside of the preseason and when we're up by 40 points against the Rams, which is going to happen, right? Um, Now, what I want to do is I want to transition now and let's talk about Jimmy Garoppolo. So I put a poll up on Twitter yesterday and it just finished. I've been waiting for it to finish so that we could talk about this on the episode today. And the question was this, if you are starting an NFL franchise from scratch, how many quarterbacks would you take over Jimmy Garoppolo? And then I put, you know, a poll. I listed all of the starting quarterbacks, uh, even the new young draftees. And basically my options were this. 
How many of you think Jimmy is the number one quarterback overall and you would take him over every quarterback, throw contracts out the window, this is whatever. You are building a franchise for this year and the future. 15% said Jimmy is their number one quarterback. And again, there are well over 100 votes here. Now I do know I do have a 49ers following, so there are some biased opinions in there. But a lot of people jumped on from the fantasy community, which I'm a part of, and different things like that, and gave their opinions. 38% said one through four, would they put up to four quarterbacks over Jimmy. And kind of the names that kept getting thrown out there were Aaron Rodgers, Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, and Russell Wilson. Those were the big four that were constantly kind of being mentioned, whether or not in that tier, but that's kind of where Jimmy is. And again, if we look at the numbers, over 50%, 52% say that Jimmy Garoppolo is a top five quarterback moving forward or better. Um, only 21%, which I don't understand, said nine or more. I asked them to list which nine quarterbacks they would take over Garoppolo. However, nobody did that. So I don't know if there's a little bit of a troll factor going on there. But the if you remove the outliers from this... Again, the idea is Jimmy Garoppolo is already elite, just in the minds of fans as far as what he can do now and his ceiling. His ceiling is beyond immense, and his contract that was signed reflected that. So you can talk about people, and you're going to hear about this. His contract is crazy weird. It is not a typical contract. And I must say, Prague is... A genius. Our financial guy that kind of sets up the contracts and what goes with the cap and against the cap and all these different things, he is just an absolute just beast and very, very valuable. Now, I, I am a huge proponent for guaranteed salaries, 100% very similar to basketball or baseball. I believe in that. However, we don't have that right now in the CBA. And until we do, I'm very glad to have somebody that can manipulate these deals to benefit the team and the player. And that's what's happened because we had so much cap room and we still do actually, most people don't understand this, that we were able to front load the hell out of this Jimmy G contract situation. And so what we did was we front loaded the the mess out of it to where 38.7 million is going to be paid to the quarterback positions this year. And that's the most. So if you line up every single team's contract and say, okay, which teams are paying the most to the quarterback position? The 49ers are first, and it is. We are spending $10 million more this year than the next highest team. So we are way, we're, we're front-loading this deal. And again, listen to these cap hits for Jimmy G's contract. $37 million this year. So the total we are paying to the quarterback position is 38.7. So that's the other three guys plus Jimmy's uh, deal. So that, that's against the cap. So $37 million this year. But then this is where it gets awesome because it drops. 2019, oh, he only gets $20 million. 2020, 26. 2021, 26. 2022, $27 million. So, yeah, it's a lot now, but we had all that space that we were able to roll into the 2018 year, and we did the same thing with Jarek McKinnon's deal, which I'm going to talk about in our next episode when I break down running backs. But that's the thing. And, and here's what makes it even more crazy. We still have the third most amount of cap space in the 2018 season. So this year, even though we're paying our quarterback 
37 million dollars for one year which just is astronomical we still have more cap room than the entire nfc west division combined so if you put the cardinals the seahawks and the rams all the cap space they have you add it up it comes up to 28 million we have 36 million by ourselves so we still could fl- spend some of that money. My guess is we will continue to do what Parag has done. And again, we can roll forward a giant portion of our cap savings this year. So we're still looking at, we'll spend some, we'll have to sign some people just due to injuries and backups and whatever else. But you're looking at an extra 30 million that we'll be able to roll into our cap for next year. So again, if you hear somebody talk about Jimmy G being a terrible contract and all this stuff and the Niners are dumb, they have not looked at the details, which says we had a lot of space. We had the most space, and we manipulated this deal so that our future is fine. Again, we're paying $20 million. Sam Bradford signed for $20 million this year. That's what we're going to be paying Jimmy Garoppolo next year. So just understand that we have insane flexibility just because of what our front office has been able to do. And for Jimmy G, this works out great. He hasn't made a lot of money because he's been on his rookie contract his entire career. And now he gets $37 million guaranteed straight up front, very first year. So it's a win for him, and it's a win for the 49ers because we have long-term flexibility now. So what I want to do now, I want to jump into some crazy statistics that I've been able to find on Jimmy Garoppolo. Because one, I think he is amazing, and the stats are just, they are in his favor. Again, you have to understand... He has played in eight. He has started in eight games. That That's it. That's all that he has done. I get where everybody says, well, you got to wait. He's only played this much. He's only played this much. I get it. I totally get it. But let's talk through some of these things, okay? He finished the season with three straight 20-point fantasy football games. Now, if you're not a fantasy guy, that's okay. This is a good metric that just compares yards and touchdowns against interceptions. Even if you're not a fantasy guy, it still bears weight because, again, no other quarterback in the NFL finished weeks 15, 16, 17 with three straight 20-point fantasy games. He was the only one. And whenever you look at that, he was playing against two playoff teams during that time. 2017 stats, these are the five games that he started. He came in and played in that additional sixth game when he threw the touchdown at the very end. So that's a game's played, but it's not a game started. So I didn't count those stats here. He had 176 pass attempts. He completed 118 of those for 1,500 yards, six touchdowns, and five interceptions. Now, those five interceptions is a lot. And again, if you follow me on Twitter and you saw my breakdown where I went through each one of these interceptions and talked over them and explained why these interceptions happened, yeah, you got to put a lot of this responsibility on the quarterback. No doubt about it. Every interception that is thrown, the quarterback has some weight in that. However, one of them, Kendrick Bourne, fell down on a route. Another one, there was a huge miscommunication with the rookie Trent Taylor where the option route, he went the wrong way or he threw it the wrong way. Not sure who that's on, but it was a miscommunication. They both held, held their hands up and looked at each other. Um, one of them was on a bad in-breaking route by Marquise Goodwin where he rounded off his route and the corner, Kyle Fuller, was able to undercut him. Another one against Jacksonville, he got hit while he was throwing. And so you got to look at these things, and one of them got ripped out of Lewis Murphy's hand. So every interception has a story, and you could put an asterisk on. You could go through every NFL quarterback and say that, but once you understand the why these interceptions are happening, he's not overthrowing people. 
he's not making terrible reads. He's these are correctable mistakes. Now, this doesn't mean he won't have any interceptions, not at all. And I'll go through my projection at the end of this. So if we break down those stats per game, divide that into five, basically this is a typical game through the 2017 season for Jimmy Garoppolo. 23 completions off of 35 attempts, throws for over 300. This is an average just off of his stats. 308 yards, 1.2 touchdowns versus one interception. Now that's probably the huge red flag. His touchdown to interception ratio is not good. That needs to be improved. But the fact that he is throwing for over 300 yards off of just 35 attempts, that's pretty special as an average. If we prorate those numbers out for a 16-game season, let's just say he kept those same statistics up for a full 16 games, you're talking about a guy that threw, throws the ball 560 times, completes 368, right under 5,000 yards total, okay? 4,934 yards, which again, keep in mind, there has only been nine 5,000-yard passing seasons in the history of the NFL, and he's just a tick below that. Uh, 19.2 touchdowns and 16 interceptions would be the averages there. That's unreal. And again, these yards, if he threw for this yards, that would be 300 yards over Tom Brady, who led the NFL in passing yards last year. So these stats are unreal. Can he maintain it, though? That's kind of the thing. And once we look at his receiving core, remember, he never took one snap with Pierre Garçon. Our O-line is 100% consistently better. Uh, if you look at Western Richburg, which you could talk about his injuries, but he is much, much better. We do get Garnett back, whether he's starting or not, not sure. McGlinchey on the right side might not. I don't think he's near as good a run blocker as uh, Brown was, but he is definitely an exceptional pass blocker. So that's at least a push. PFF loves Jimmy Garoppolo, as most people with stats do. They graded him as the sixth best passer last year. 35.2% of his passes graded out positive. Okay. Now, again, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> Here's the deal. If you put it, Brady and Wentz were the next best in the entire NFL, but they were both below 30%. So he graded out better than everybody else by a full six points. Here, he completed 62.3% of his passes while under pressure. And if you watch his film, which again, if you haven't already seen it, go to my Twitter feed, JL underscore Chapman. It's my pinned tweet. It's an 11-part video breakdown with audio over top of it where I pause it and show you different mechanics, what he was looking at here, what the scheme's doing, um, all these different things. But if you go through, um, I have two full segments on there, video segments that show him under pressure making these reads and how he looks into the blitz and makes great passes whenever he's getting hit. So this completion percentage while under pressure, it was the highest since 2014, 62.3%. Again, 62.3% completion percentage is great anytime against the air. If you're doing flag football, that's amazing. But under pressure, that's just unreal. Now, another major area of concern is his deep ball. Uh, he only threw 12 deep balls that passed 20 yards in the air, which just seems weird to me. Um, and he only completed one of those. Few were dropped. One was dropped by Juszczyk. Uh, juice, but that's okay. Um, still, though, only 12 balls attempted at going deep. I'm curious to see if this will change next year. I hope it does because I want to stretch those teams vertically on the defensive side. Now, a couple other crazy stats. Uh, I could go all day here, but uh, let's. I want to round this out. Over his career, he has averaged 8.27 
yards per pass attempt, not completed pass, per pass attempt. This is the highest rate ever in the history of the NFL, and it's not close. Nobody else is over eight yards. So, again, like, can he maintain these numbers? We'll see. 67.2% completion percentage over his career. That is the best of all time. Again, it's through eight games, so we'll see what happens with that. But this one is fun. Fourth quarter comebacks, and a lot of people use this as a metric to measure the great quarterbacks. I get the caveat that you could say, well, if you have to do a fourth quarter comeback, that means you were losing, and you put your team in a losing position, blah, 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 blah. No, I want people that perform when it's on. When the game is on the line, I want to see it. He's got seven starts, three fourth quarter comebacks. He's almost 50% for fourth quarter comebacks, which means he's going to be the most entertaining quarterback of all time. Now let's put that in perspective with other quarterbacks that are huge right now. So Kirk Cousins has 57 career starts, eight fourth quarter comebacks in his career. 57 starts, eight comebacks, or seven starts, three fourth quarter comebacks. Aaron Rodgers, probably the best quarterback in the NFL right now at the level he's playing. 142 starts. Only 11 fourth-quarter comebacks. So you have these guys that are about 8% uh, fourth-quarter comebacks. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's at about 45%. So if he can keep these things going, who knows? And that's kind of the big question. But I think when we step back and we see what he has already done, we need to have hope and we need to be excited. And when people say, man, you got to calm down with all that Jimmy G stuff, say, hell no, and here's why. This is why he is great. Now, my 2018 projected stats, and I had to be real careful because if I predict what I truly believe, it's going to be a record-breaking year, so I had to pump the brakes. So I used the lowest percentages for all of my projections. And again, remember, the 49ers threw the second most passes in the entire NFL. Remember, (laughs) Matt Ryan, he was MVP under Kyle Shanahan. Everywhere this guy goes, the system is perfect, and Jimmy fits the system perfectly. So these are my projected stats, and we'll see how he measures up at the end of the year. But I have him throwing the ball 545 times. That's how many attempts. Completing 331 for 4,313 yards, 26 touchdowns versus 11 interceptions. So I see his touchdown rate going up. But I see his completion percentage and his yards per attempt going a little bit back to the norm to make him somewhat human. But again, let's just say that he did that this year. Again, you're talking a top five quarterback and it's not even close just because of how efficient he is. So uh, that's going to do it for our quarterback breakdown. I will be back later in the week with uh, breaking down the running backs, and they're going to get a little bit more interesting because, man, I cannot wait for camp. It is right around the corner, and again, we will be doing two pods a week and just want to say thanks, and if you haven't already, go hit that subscribe button. You guys are awesome, and stay strong, faithful. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.